1: it's time for the church to acknowledge that we have brothers and sisters who are gay.
0: LGBTs have to find a household of worship that reflects what your views are and what you believe.
2: A gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community? I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. They have more faith than a lot of you.
0: What's not loving is to look someone in the eye when God says they are in jeopardy of an eternity in hell and merely wink and nod at their sin because you're afraid of being Called names. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. I would love a John MacArthur study Bible. And we would love for
3: you to have one. This is Wretched Radio. So close, we can taste it. I don't think that actually made sense. The point is, so many wretches have volunteered. Okay, they've given money to send MacArthur study Bibles. To our brothers and sisters in the Philippines, and we are so close to hitting our goal of 10,000, would like to encourage you and be encouraged that by sending these study Bibles, you'll be making a generational impact. I'm telling you, this will have profound reverberations in the Philippines. These are people who go to good churches. They go to Master's Academy graduate churches. So they learn. They are, they are being taught well, but they themselves don't have any resources.
1: I'm Alfonso Rosses. I got saved when I was 18 and I was studying the book of Proverbs. I would love a John MacArthur study Bible to help in my exegesis and my in, in my hermeneutics
3: of the word. What? To help me in my devotions and in my ministry to the youth. What? He knows about exegesis and hermeneutics? Yes, he's being taught. But he's not one of those youth workers who has an office with a library filled with commentaries and other resources. There is a paucity of good, theologically correct commentaries, Bible studies in the Philippines. And that is why we are encouraging you to join us so that we can equip people like Alfonso and so that we can provide study Bibles so that people who are in good churches can grow on their own. The John MacArthur Study Bible will really be a big
1: help for me and for others when I share the gospel.
3: Our brothers and sisters, hoping that you will respond to the call to send 10,000 MacArthur Study Bibles to the Philippines. You can do that at wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible. And speaking of Megyn Kelly, no, we weren't, but we have to segue somehow into the content Azure, which is also the content of the day. It's delicious. I think we're going to have that. Don't know if you saw. I'm sorry. You were distracted. You were going to wretchedorg slash Bible. I'll just let you finish that test. Wretched.orgslash slash Bible. In the meantime, we'll carry on about Megyn Kelly carrying on about pronouns thought this was fascinating and perhaps something from which we can learn so that as we engage the culture, we can know how to communicate best that it's a challenge for Christians to participate in a deception. Furthermore, it is a very daunting task for the Christian to go along with the thinking of somebody whose thinking is really broken. Megyn Kelly, for years, she admittedly, you got to give Megyn Kelly some props on this. I, I, I don't follow Megan a lot. I certainly remember that she was on Fox News. I don't even remember what the kerfuffle was, why she left, etc. Frankly, I don't even know where she's at right now. But I do see a woman who is, she's figuring some things out. And she's realizing, yikes, I was complicit for years in this. And you've got to give her props for that. She spent the this video, we're only going to listen to a moment or two, but she, this was about 17 minutes long. And most of it was, hey, here's, this is how I participated. This was my thinking on the issue. But I keep seeing all of these abuses of women. And therefore, I can't take it no more. I've stood all I can stand and I can't stand no more. And so she's deciding no more with the pronoun mm, acquiescence.
4: It is beyond time to stand up to the trans lobby. That means to deprive women of their spaces and rights. To the men who pose as trans women to gain access to places like sorority houses, only to exploit the women who'd been strong-armed into welcoming them.
3: No. I want to applaud her for her changing of her position and realizing what this movement actually does the implications of it but I I would like to suggest that perhaps the Christian position while it can contain some of the reasons Megan Kelly is going to give for not wanting to use people's pronouns uh, I don't I don't I don't think it goes far enough and furthermore as as much of a joy as it is to watch somebody with a willingness to say hey look i used to think this now i think that that is so rare these days and so megan if you're listening <laughs> this is not attempting to be a diss but perhaps to uh, we can hear megan is actually quite um well, i would say agitated jimmy would that be a fair she's 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 pretty annoyed about this yeah it seems that way yeah and 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 i i get it because there should be some righteous indignation there's no question about that but i would suggest we can learn two things from megan number 1 that it's not enough it's not enough it's good but it's not enough to just say the trans movement hurts women that 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 is that is good but here's here's where i see the achilles heel we will say, hey, look at this guy in the MMA fight breaking the face of a woman because he thinks that he's a girl. Okay, they're going to show video of just the opposite happening. But look here, this good thing is happening. Or we share a study that says women overall feel this way because men are using their bathrooms. Well, we've got a study that says these people feel spec spectacularly happy that they get to use the bathrooms and it becomes a study swap i've got this one i've got that one we need to i think address the issue and have a call to authority because if we engage in the this study versus that study this anecdote versus that anecdote um i don't think that's that's a winnable tactic this is one of those times where we Christians, I think, need it to, we can indeed, I think, tap into the remnant of logic that remains in our society. It is entirely obvious to all of nature, there are boys and girls. That is, that is beyond basic. But if, if you can't grasp that, then I'm just going to tell you this is what God says. Because if we just try to say, well, this happened, that, I don't like this, I don't like that, it becomes the battle of the narratives and the battle of emotions. Furthermore, I would like to suggest one of the things that I would like for Megan to actually go a step further is to say that these people actually have, and I don't, I'm do not i not trying to use language, I can't keep up to speed on every single politically correct word, they have a mental illness and we have to say it. These are people who are troubled. We want to help these people not be complicit in their delusion. These people, they need pity. Oh, I know that seems to be such a pejorative. Well, they do. They need pity. So do the homeless people. Did you see how nonsense, this is so staggering to me. In New York, they just opened up vending machines so that Homeless people, I'm sorry, the underserved can have drug paraphernalia and birth control. Ooh. What? You think that we're helping people? This, by the way, was a news story. This is, this is the woman announcing it. See, these people are under, underserved. We don't see them as needing anything that would improve the quality of their life. They're just fine and you need to make sure that you help them because they're merely underserved because this is a perfectly acceptable category of lifestyles.
1: Thank you so much for coming. On behalf of Services for the Underserved, I'm Rebecca Lynn Walton, and I'm so grateful and honored to have both the commissioner here, and more importantly, to have partnered with the health department on this life-saving service.
3: It's a life-saving, providing drug paraphernalia, life-saving service, because we don't want them to get a dirty needle. Of course, here's an option don't do it. There you go.
1: want to keep it brief because much more interesting than me talking is we're going to do a presentation where we're going to do a demo of how to get these life-saving tools outside of the vending machine.
3: Please note, life-saving tools. You don't provide these, you're killing these people. There's an option. How's about we see them as regularly having either a drug addiction or mental illness, and we get in and actually help them.
1: And I just wanted to say that many of us come to this field because we know someone or we had a loved one who's been impacted by substance use or mental illness.
3: Okay, and this is going to help them. See, see, oh, no, we can't change them because that would indicate that we're better than they are. And that would be racist, I think, and sexist sort of, of some sort and we can't have that. And we
1: wanna make sure that they have the life-saving tools they need.
3: That would be three life-saving tool references.
1: On their way to recover, we see this. as just your first stop on your way to hopefully getting care and getting housing and getting all you need from SUS or any other organization in New York City.
3: Hold on, on your way to care, we're going to provide free tools for you to do the very thing that you should actually be getting help for. Pegaviltafish. This 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 is the autonomous self. This, this is all about you cannot ever suggest somebody's actual them on the inside of themselves is less or needing or deficient in some way and I think it's time for Christians, unlike Megan Kelly time for Christians to actually say so this is Wretched Radio Busy, busy, busy. Last year, preborn ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds. 54,000 babies were saved. 69 ultrasound machines were placed. 10,000 people responded to the gospel. with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with pre-born, please consider supporting Preborn at preborn.org slash wretched slash wretched.
2: Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. You know, we've noticed something interesting. Some of you have previously supported us here at Wretched, and we are so extremely grateful for that. We're like, wow, what a blessing. But then we got to thinking, what if we could multiply that blessing? Think about it for just a second. Paul's message to the Philippians, he says, therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, whom I long to see, stand firm in the Lord. Standing firm's not just a one-time thing. It's ongoing commitment. It's like eating your vegetables and brushing your teeth. So we thought, hey, why not invite our previous supporters to take a step further and become an ongoing monthly wretched gospel partner? Imagine the impact we could make together, reaching millions of people all over the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And don't worry, I'm not asking you to sell your car or give up your morning Starbucks, but we do hope you'll prayerfully consider standing firm with us on a monthly basis. And again, we want you to understand that we are so grateful for your previous support. But you might find that being an ongoing monthly wretched gospel partner is kind of like having dessert every day. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel.
3: I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, We can trust this ministry. Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry. 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please, do your research visit metashare.com slash wretched metashare.com slash wretched or call them and talk to a really nice person at eight four four three four 34 bible 844 bible 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE
0: mexican providence is the word we use to describe god's preserving upholding and governing of his creation God sustains His creation day to day through ordinary means established at the beginning of time, and He intervenes in miraculous ways. In all things, God is working for His glory and for the good of those who love Him. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: I know that I'm here because I received 21 years ago life-saving services myself because of a loving family and a community that got me into recovery. And I'm here today to say that it shouldn't be luck or privilege that gets you into services. It should be easily accessible to everyone we know and love in New York. (laughs)
3: Life-saving services, drug paraphernalia, so you can keep shooting up the crack. Hope there's no fentanyl involved in that because... We would not want to judge somebody who actually does need help. They don't need life-saving services to facilitate their mental illness and their drug addiction. We need to recognize we live in a fallen epoch. People's brains are kafritz all of ours, to varying degrees. And when we see somebody whose brain is clearly not working rightly to fit within the norms of society, real love, real compassion says, no, your lifestyle isn't right. New York City deciding based on their worldview. This is Carl Truman's Strange New World. We are here because it is the therapeutic self. It is all about being the real you inside of you, now this is the romantic idea that to be really, really alive means to act out what's on the inside and reject everything that culture says on the outside. And this is another manifestation of that. In New York City, this is actually a news broadcast. We are celebrating this, a vending machine that has birth control pills, not prescribed, no oversight of a medical professional. Just give them the drugs and deal with it out on the streets, and while you're at it, have fun shooting up, because we're going to provide needles for you, because, well, we need to provide life-saving services. I
1: just want to say thank you so much on behalf of services for the underserved. We work really closely with communities. This is on the grounds of a supportive housing site, and we want to make sure that all New Yorkers have safe and respectful access to care and housing and services.
3: So while you're staying in this facility from which you can come and go, you can lapse and relapse. We want to make sure you have the tools to be able to relapse and not succeed. What is what is this? It's an unchristian worldview. It is, a, it is a post-Christian ideology that doesn't want to state the obvious. That lifestyle is bad. That lifestyle is wrong. It's outside of the norm. And that actually, believe it or not, brings us back to one Megan Kelly. That's right, Megan Kelly, formerly of Fox News. It appears she's on Serious XM. She's I I, seriously like a genuine (laughs) slow clap, like a good slow clap, not a sarcastic slow clap, a good one. Because she's saying, hey, for five years, six years, I participated in what I now believe is a bad thing. Using people's pronouns that they think describe themselves as opposed to what is clear and obvious to everyone. And I think we can learn from her arguments. I, I don't think that they go as far as they, they will need to. She has argument by anecdote. They're strong anecdotes, but nevertheless. And if she brings in anything empirical, we've got a study, we've got a test. I promise you've seen it before. Here's the other, the other side finds a test. They hire a company. They do some research. And wah and la. No, our study says, and all of a sudden it's just a cut. Well, this, no, that study doesn't have, and the test group and that study. Instead, I think we need to have a call to authority. Ultimately, the Christian argument, and I know this probably makes the atheist chortle, but ultimately, after discussing all of these issues, using as much logic and reason as can be received by somebody who is clearly not logical or reasonable, there must be a call to authority because you can appeal to science, but haven't we seen this? All these people that used to have these signs on their front lawns, We trust the science. Well, when it's convenient, but when it goes against something that we think is right, then we just kind of ignore biology and chromosomes. And what we can see with our own eyes is different. They say they trust science, but they don't really. So we can appeal to science. They're going to reject it. We can share anecdotes. They're going to share their stories. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. And as we go, now you can be the judge of this. Uh Megyn Kelly's tone, she's, she's clearly upset. And I think that's right, actually. It, it is right. Uh, I, all of us are so tainted by this culture that is so hypersensitive about everything. And we as Christians, we do want to be hypersensitive. But there's, there's something that brings a balance to that hypersensitivity. And that is reality and the effects of evil. And so, yeah, we want to be thoughtful. We want to be genuine. We want to be the most thoughtful people. We really do. But at the same time, when you read stories of children getting molested to say, well, you know, sometimes these people just had very difficult upbringings. And, well, we're going to hope that to get them the life-saving services that they need. We're buying another vending machine. You go, whoa, 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 that ain't right. Having said that, These folks aren't enemies. They have a mental illness, and they need help, and they need the gospel. To
4: The men who grow their hair long, throw on a dress, pop on their TikTok filter, and then threaten to kill us if we object to them coming into our private spaces. To the mutilation of our children by money-driven doctors, and the rape of our imprisoned sisters, and the theft of our medals and opportunities to win.
3: Gotta tell you, I, I can understand why she's 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 agitated. She's seeing an assault on her gender. Ah, uh, you, you can you can hardly blame her, can you? And then maybe maybe honestly, there's a possibility that maybe our tone has been too soft too often.
4: How can we stand up to any of this if we are complicit? How can we fight for facts if we participate in this fiction? that a man can become a woman, that transitioning is possible. And then we try to say, no, she cannot come into our locker rooms or bathrooms or swimming lanes or sororities. We try to say, no, Target, she can buy her bathing suit with the extra fabric to hide her.
3: Yeah. I I hope you beep this out, Jimmy.
4: In some other store, it doesn't make sense because it isn't true. And we know it's not true. And to pretend that it is true is to foster a lie that is hurting too many people, almost all of them girls.
3: That, that, that is very true. But remember, but let's remember, by participating in the delusion, it's also harming these people. They aren't getting better. They aren't getting healthier. They're spiraling even further.
4: Women and girls. They say pronouns are a gateway drug. They open the door to these lies. That lead to real harm to real females. They are a clever rhetorical trick that forces you to seed the argument about women's spaces before you've ever even spoken one word of substance. People with genuine gender dysphoria can lobby to create their own spaces. I will support them.
3: No, see that's that's where I, I think this falls short. We don't want to support mental illness. See, she doesn't want to use pronouns because that makes it complicit because of the effect that it has on her gender. And I agree with that. But it's also these people. And if we don't say what it actually is and what it is doing to them, then we're not being consistent. Megan doesn't want to use pronouns because it hurts her gender. But if the trans lobby wants to have trans stuff, I'll support that. No, we shouldn't support it. Genuine Compassion would say, no, we don't support any of it because it's not just about the effects of what you're doing on others, but the effects of what it does to yourself.
4: To create open categories in sport, I will support them. The answer in the interim is not women lose. Girls get hurt. Females learn to turn off their innate sense of danger, of fairness, of the joy of spending time with only women. Kids too can grow to adulthood and do what they want with their bodies. I will have empathy for them.
3: Again, uh, we would we would have sympathy for them that their noetic effect is that extraordinary, but we don't want to support that. So, Megan, if you're listening, sorry, I just have to I just have to chuckle one more. Time. If you're listening. I would encourage you, you've taken some steps, you're thinking things through, and a genuine salute for your willingness to do what a talk show host rarely, if ever, does. Jimmy, I think, did I that one time admit that I changed my mind and was possibly wrong? No. Because it didn't happen yet. But (laughs) if it does, I hope to be like Megyn Kelly, who at least had the willingness to say, my thinking on this has evolved. So salute and props, encouragement. We need to go further and we need to be consistent with understanding. Yes, the trans movement, it is hurting women in general, but we don't want to support their delusion by creating a new class of genders, a new category of genders because of what it is actually doing to them, too. And ultimately. At the end of the day, which at the end of the day is one of my least favorite sayings. Seriously, at the end of the day, it is. We need a higher authority, and that is the Bible. This is Wretched Radio.
2: And it's now time for a Wretched News break here on Wretched Radio. We start in Florida, where it seems the ban on puberty blockers for kids... Hit a bit of a speed bump. Judge Simon Moore, who's clearly never been accused of mincing his words, told the band supporters to put up or shut up when he banned the band. And here I was all along thinking childhood was about climbing trees and learning to ride bikes and having absolutely no responsibility at all. Not making irreversible life decisions. But what do I know? Well, meanwhile, in Oregon, the dean of students at the University of Oregon is busy promoting something that's definitely not academic. An LGBTQ emergency fund and a local sex toy
1: shop.
2: Yeah, nothing says higher education than sexual perversion. And on to the land of selfies and dog filters, you know, Instagram. Well, they're now under fire for allegedly connecting a vast pedophile network. The next time you post your vacation photos, realize that all is not as it seems in the filtered world of Instagram. But you probably already knew that. Well, in a bit of encouraging news, Maryland saw Muslims and Christian parents forgetting their theological differences and standing together against LGBT books at a local school board meeting. Now that is actual unity and diversity, not the fabricated stuff that's braided around during the month formerly known as June. And on to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who swapped his Terminator shades, it looks like, for philosopher's robes and declared heaven to be fantasy. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that I don't know much about this type of stuff, but I know heaven's not real. If you don't know much about it, then how do you know it's not real there, Arnold? And to Europe, where Poland's abortion ban has stood firm despite an attempt to have it overturned in the European Court of Human Rights. Good on you, Poland. And finally, in the never dull saga of Planned Parenthood, they're now suing to prevent women from halting their abortions mid-procedure. I'm not sure that goes along with the whole my body, my choice slogan. I guess it's got an asterisk next to it now with terms and conditions apply. And that has been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks.
0: (laughs) In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the Seed of the Woman. Immediately after the fall of man, God promised a Savior who would be the offspring of the woman. Jesus was born of a virgin, a divine Savior born of the Seed of Woman. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
3: Ready for some... Passion. This is Wretched Radio. Oh, from the Heat it up. That is a Michael W. Smith on fire for the Passion Bible, which was actually pulled by Bible Gateway. They have pretty much every translation on the planet, so they decided to pull the Passion Translation because it's not a translation. It's a man's musings, littered with all sorts of incendiary language, not calling people names, but a lot of fire. Why? Because the fellow who is the author of the Passion Translation is uh, associated with the New Apostolic Reformation Movement, and so it's going to be loaded with fiery language and michael w smith i don't know why he decided i give it a big thumbs up he released a statement saying that the passion translation is a gift to bible readers because it's a beautiful marriage of powerful accuracy and readable natural language no it's not i mean it might be natural language but it is it, it To translate the Bible is to take it from one language to the other. To interpret the Bible is to understand what it means. Now, when you read a translation, you should be the one, or the preacher should be the one, who delivers the interpretation. If you put an interpretation into the translation, it's no longer a translation. Instead, it's the Passion Bible. (laughs) Apparently, Michael W. Smith likes it while he's watching The Shack, which he actually endorsed also, you say, Frio, what does the Passion Bible have to do with sending MacArthur Study Bibles to the Philippines? Well, just that. We want to send Study Bibles, good ones, to our brothers and sisters in the Philippines who would be, I'm telling you, very, very grateful.
2: It will be a blessing for me to have
3: the John MacArthur Study Bible as I study it immense myself in God's Word. And even in ministering to children and other people as well. See, this is here's another one. This woman ministers to the children, and she doesn't have materials to help her with her interpretation to read those verses that make you go, "Huh, that's a little that's a little challenging, right there." How do I understand? Oh, there's the footnote right there that explains it. If you have the ability to send MacArthur study Bibles, did I mention that's not the Passion Translation to the Philippines? Please note this will have a generational impact. You can participate at wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible. Jimmy, I suspect if your tongue has stopped bleeding because you've been biting it so much, <laughs> Megan <laughs> Kelly. Uh-huh. Uh, thrilled to pieces, she's kind of starting to sort things out. Mm-hmm. Was I too critical of Megan? I don't think so. Don't uh think. but maybe no. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I really, I don't think you, you were too critical. We just, well, look, we, can, we can learn from her. Right.
3: It's always, this is by the way, why we do Witness Wednesday. Well, at least one of the reasons why we do Witness Wednesday. When you listen to me out on the streets witnessing to people, listen for the tone. If you think it's snarky, or then, then don't use And I don't try to be snarky. It's just a spiritual gift. But if you think it's too snarky, then don't use that resource. Or if you don't think that my phrasing is enough, somebody just sent an email and I agree with it. It was it's it's it was it's something that I try to do, but I don't do as much as I want to do. Furthermore, it's not only something that I want to do in evangelism. It's something that I want to do Well, here uh, and, and with preaching. His critique, I think it was a fella, his critique, because it actually there are genders, you know, so, this, this fellow said something like, okay, so you're doing good talking about sin and God's judgment and Jesus dying the, and forgiveness of sins. But, and I am paraphrasing why I'm like the Passion Bible right now. I'm just wildly paraphrasing. But you aren't pointing to the one who provides all that. Ah, yeah, I don't want to make that mistake again. I, I'll do better, I'll try harder. Because remember, we do need to present these truths of what God has done and what will happen to you if you do not receive these truths through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. But not just as a get out of hell free card. Now, in fairness to, what I do regularly say, hey, please note this isn't just about not going to hell. That's that's there. You should be concerned. That should terrify you. But you should turn to the Lord, not merely because you're afraid of hell, that that's going to be mingled in there. We can't somehow create some unbiblical emotional litmus test. Wait a second. You you turned to Jesus not because of his kindness 100%? 10% of it was you were afraid of going to hell? I don't know about you. It's going to be mingled in there. But it's Romans 2 that tells us it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, which is to the emailer's point. It's not just about these issues, theologies, and the need for forgiveness, but to shine the spotlight on the one who provides it. And that is something I will, I will, I will try to do. But I, I, and truth is, I have been trying to do better because that is the crux of it. And I actually suspect that that is the crux of a lot of people's struggle in the Christian faith and sorry to beat this horse, but that too is a spiritual gift. I have more than one being snarky and beating horses to death that preaching too often these days in our conservative circles, it's excellent when it comes to instructing. And, and remember, in it, preaching and teaching, they are two different endeavors. Teaching is just. Here's the information, and you can deliver it as monotone as, say, Catherine Jeffords Shorey. You can, do, you can just be, because it's just about disseminating knowledge. Preaching is, mm, has, has, has some power behind it, an exhortation, and a call to react, and a call to move. Now, having said that, even if we've got to be careful, preachers, we've got to be careful with this. You could think, well, I am preaching because everything that I teach, I put a lot of into it. And I think that preaching should have that in some manifestation or another. But just because your didactics sound like preaching, that doesn't mean you are preaching. Because preaching has to have an end. It has to have a point. It has to have a purpose. It has to be going someplace. And that that place that it needs to be going is, oh. <sighs> What? God is like that? God is that good? God is that amazing? I want that God. I want to I want to be more obedient to that God. Preaching has to have a point behind it. And I fear too often we have a number of Christians these days whose walk has waned, however you want to define that their walk has waned because they're gaining knowledge but their affections, their emotions, and therefore their wills aren't being changed much. So let's let's make sure when we evangelize. I'm, I've taken this note. Well, emailer, I receive it. I will definitely try to apply it. I will do better, try harder, which isn't really Christian. I, I'm good. I desire to represent God better, and we should do that too. And if you happen to be an individual whose walk. Oh, I'm actually going to say it. Your walk isn't exactly on fire.
1: Never changing
3: everything. You, you don't need a mode of music to set you on fire. You, you need knowledge about God. So many of these worship songs—they are so entirely predictable, aren't they? You know, fill me up, have me overflow, set me on fire—and where's where's the knowledge about God in this? Well, what 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 happened to our music that it's it's so unhelpful? That's that's really what should grieve us about so much of this music is that it tells you. You know, you got, you're you're feeling blue, you're feeling blue. Yeah, you got that part, right? Yep, we're struggling. Uh huh, things are difficult. Mm, You got acrimony in your home. Yep, capiche, the kids aren't what they, the finances. Yep, you got all of that. But I'm loved, I'm loved, I'm so loved. Love is overflowing on my fire. Don't put it out. Put the bellows on. Set me on fire so I can run and won. Okay, that, I got to work on that last rhyme thing but basically what?
2: <laughs> Nothing, that was really good.
3: <laughs> now if I could just lip sync as well as I could maybe maybe possibly have a hit. Thank you for the email. Thank you for sending Bibles to the Philippines. I'm looking at you can't see this woman's face. Her name is Ellen. Totally delightful sister. And she's asking us to send Bibles so that she can have one, so that she can teach little children better. How many could you send to the Philippines? Here's the deal. Here's, 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 I'll cut you a deal. free there's no deal. I'm going to cut you a deal. You go to wretched.org slash Bible. Send MacArthur Study Bibles to the Philippines and I will not play this again. Rage, this is... Wretched Radio. You're familiar with this sound. You're sitting in church. Your pastor is preaching. You have your John MacArthur Study Bible open. The pastor is reading the scripture. And all of a sudden you hear everybody in church turning the page because they all have the same MacArthur Study Bible. Why? Because it is so helpful to be able to read study notes underneath the verses to really grasp what god's word is trying to teach how would you like to share the joy of putting a john macarthur study bible into the hands of a believer in the philippines they typically make about 12 to 15 dollars per not hour per day it's a luxury item and it would be such a blessing 25 dollars a bible four bibles a hundred dollars or perhaps you could send a bible to a brother or sister in the philippines every single month would you please consider doing that to bring joy to our brothers and sisters wretched.org slash
2: bible you know what used to be a movie is now a sad reality we're living in a world that's gone absolutely so much so that six mads just aren't enough to describe it. Social media may be bombarding us left and right. Our Christian worldview may be under assault, but we have the dynamic duo of Todd Friel and Dr. Nathan Buznitz, and they're coming to the rescue with Wretched Worldview 2, tackling 22 of those pesky, thorny, contemporary issues through a biblical lens, helping us to defend the biblical view on things like sexuality and gender, critical race theory, modesty, and apparel, persecution, secular entertainment, environmentalism—twenty-two issues to be exact. So, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Wretched.org, grab your copy of Wretched Worldview Two, and hey, while you're there, snag that study guide too, because it's the perfect companion for navigating this mad, 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 mad world with wisdom and grace.
3: Ah, some good news, two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs. That they are opening up in africa that should encourage all of us the gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places encouragement number two would you like to become a tomorrow club's ministry partner
0: While he does not permit evil to go unpunished, he withholds his justice for a time. Though God is storing up wrath for the Day of Judgment, every day we continue to live is evidence of God's mercy and another chance to repent and trust in Christ for salvation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat.
3: The globe uh, to bring you the stuff that I've been reading for the last couple of days that I think is worthy of a conversation, but it doesn't fit into a nice, tidy category. But if you slap them all together, play some theme music, and call it Wide World of Christian News, you got yourself Christian Radio. This is Wretched Radio. Let me do your heart some good. This is not a news story that broke, but I think you should hear it. Received a text. That's right. I'm going to do what agitates all of us. Have you ever been in that conversation? Oh, you know, we were there. Let me just show you the picture. No, don't. Please don't do that. I did that the other night to somebody. I wanted them to see the size of the ice cream cone at Nelson's Ice Cream in Stillwater, Minnesota. I have a picture of one of my daughters and she's holding this it has three scoops that you can see but it's there's ice cream submarine it's it's in the cone it's like four scoops that's the kid size at Nelson's ice cream Oh, so good and even as I was instinctively reaching for my phone cuz they had to see that picture even though I wasn't the one on the receiving end I was saying oh don't do this to people well I'm going to do it to you right now <laughs> Because I got a text from Mark Spence. You know Mark from Living Waters, of course. He was over in England. I do believe, because I heard from my buddy, Josh Williamson, that the Answers in Genesis and Living Waters folks were doing an evangelism conference, apologetics conference in London. And Mark Spence was a part of it. And last night, he sent me this text. Let your cold, conservative heart be warmed by this. I'm on a flight coming home from London, been gone for the last two weeks. I open air preached a couple of different times in different cities, and there really isn't anything like it for me to compare it to. Now, wh- what, which direction do you think this is going? I'll continue. I was dumbfounded at the by some of the reactions. You're thinking, it must have been brutal. I thought I would only experience hostility, but the opposite was true. The amount of people that said they wanted to become a Christian had me in tears. As people were making an open confession of their sins and Christ was exalted, I couldn't hold back my emotions as person after person said they wanted to get right with God. Wow. In Europe? yep. Now, this is another anecdote, but I'm telling you, it's different out on the campuses. Uh, We've gone through seasons. This is my impression of talking to a fair amount of kids out on the campuses where it used to be just overt hostility. And then the kids were like kind of receptive as long as you were really PC in every regard. But then it started to get like terse again. And now this is the sweetest season that I've ever seen in evangelism. And apparently Europe, too. God uses these crushing events, these these fragmenting and these fracturing systems that we have that divide us, keep us really from being in relationship with one another. All of the doomsday speak, all of the awful impending problems that we've got, and people are feeling it. And when you come along and you lovingly proclaim truth, they're going to give you a hearing. Please try it. Please try it. See for yourself. And should you hit one who happens to be a little bit cantankerous, don't let it discourage you. Keep on going and you just see if more people than not are actually receptive to at least giving you a hearing. Let's continue spanning the globe to Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry, to the Masters Golf Tournament. No, wait, to Dubai. No, it's the PGA. Oh, oh what is it now? That's right, the PGA Tour. Having basically said to the Live Golf Tour, which is funded by Saudi Arabia, we want nothing to do with you. And you're saying this has nothing to do with Christianity. And I say it has everything to do with being a Christian young man. You might not be familiar with golf, but there is the fellow who heads up golf is Jay Mon- Monahan, is his name. And he, for over a year now, has been decrying the Live Golf Tournament, which is a Saudi Arabian professional golf tour. It's, the format is dreadful. It's is antithetical to golf and what it's supposed to be. But nevertheless, tons of money. And the PGA didn't want their good players going over to the Live Golf Tournament. So they were saying it's not patriotic. And I think that we can learn from Jay Monahan from CBS. He spoke with conviction. He used 911. He used family friends who lost loved ones. He called those ignoring Saudi Arabia human right, rights record living under a rock and asked the now infamous question to the lived defectors like Brooks Kepka and Phil Johnson. Have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Don't you join. And then the next day, he praised the Live Golf Tour and said they're wonderful and they can't wait for the new association to better the game. If you're a young man, don't be Jay Monahan. Why did this fellow do it? Is this speculation to a degree, but some things are kind of obvious. They offer scads of money. Jack Nicholas was actually asked to be a bit of a spokesperson for Live. He said they offered him $100 million, and he's 80-something. Why? They, They wanted to buy his good name and good reputation to slap it on their tour. And they have tons of oil money. And suddenly, the PGA, who went from saying, no, we would never want our people to go to such a wicked organization, suddenly are singing their praises. And it seems rather obvious to most, it had everything to do with money. This 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 will perhaps really hit you. This is something that whether you're Gen Z or not, this is something that I think all of us have to imagine. Jimmy, yeah. let's just we got an offer for you. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That raises finally for a for you're going to get one hundred million dollars. You're doing the news at the Satan broadcast.
2: Oh, um, no, you can keep it.
3: Yeah. But two hundred million, five hundred, a million. It, 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 they just <laughs> ratchet it up uh-huh. and people capitulate. Yeah. Have your values in place. Don't let money buy you. Even if it's $100 million, if it's it's genuinely wrong, wrong. And and, and furthermore, if you are going to make a shift, don't do it duplicitously. Don't be deceptive. None of the PGA players knew this was coming down. And you had guys like Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods. They were all saying, PGA, that's the place for me, man. None of this live business. And then all of a sudden, Jay Monhan and the PGA pulled the carpet right out from underneath them, left them flat on their backs, probably missing out on a pretty big paycheck because they rejected the live money. Who knows what promises the PGA made? And they left them hanging. Don't do that to your friends. You say, but it might hurt me. Yep, that's right. But a man steps up, takes it. Are you a person of your word? It appears Jay Monahan, not. One year after Monahan equated joining the Live Tour by supporting those involved with 9-11, he sat alongside Al Rumayan, he's from the Live PIF, and spoke of friendly lunches together in London and their incredible vision. So he's having lunch with the guy that he's bad-mouthing on television, and in front of the PGA players. Don't be that guy. Don't be that man. Let's let's just maybe bring it down to a more tangible experience because most of us aren't going to get offered hundreds of millions of dollars. Who knows how much he's getting for this. You said to this person, yeah, I'll babysit your kids on Saturday night, and they only pay $10 an hour, which I find extraordinary. They pay $10 an hour, but you said so, but the phone rings. After you've made a commitment to take care of somebody's kids for $10 an hour, and they're not very grateful, you get the phone call from that family who pays $20. Keep your word. You say, it's $10 an hour. I got it. Keep your word. Why? Because we are the people, when we say it, our yes is yes, our no is no, and we stick with it even though it can actually cost us. Now, I cannot guarantee you this. We are not a prosperity preaching program. I cannot tell you that if you do that, God's going to, you know, and I stuck with the babysitting gig and I was there for five hours and only got $50, which means I I left $50 on the table. And you know what happened? I opened up a birthday card from an aunt I hadn't heard from in 20 years. She, She gave me $50. See? See what God did there? Can't make you that promise, but I can tell you that God is pleased when you act like a man or woman with integrity and you keep your word and you don't sell your friends out and and you don't do things that you said your convictions reject because there was a price tag attached to it that bought your convictions. Don't do it. So whatever you think about the PGA Live Golf Thingy Majig, time will tell what that ends up looking like. I hope the Live Thing doesn't affect the PGA. My master tournament will be despoiled. We can learn a lot from the PGA.
4: And until tomorrow,
3: go serve your king.